Welcome to PLSJ's podcast, where the Public Library of Steubenville in Jefferson County shares with you our favorite quirky questions, finds out what leaders in our community are reading, interviews local authors, and so much more. This podcast is part of the Out and About series, where we talk to business and community leaders, organizations, and anyone outside library doors to learn a little more about them personally and professionally. And as always, we'll find out what they're reading. And welcome to the PLSJ podcast. Today's guest I have with us is Therese Federica. She is the daughter of Gretchen and Mark Nelson. Of course, the the famous Nutcrackers, Nelson's Fine Art and Gifts uh, in our Steubenville Nutcracker Village. So, Therese, thank you so much for being here today. It's exciting to talk to you, especially at this time of year. Uh, This podcast will be available you know throughout the year but we are actually recording this on December 1st so we're all getting ready for Christmas as I know you probably your family has been crazy busy um, with the Nutcrackers so tell me a little bit about that the Nutcrackers and first of all did your family ever imagine that the Nutcrackers would grow to be as big as it is right now and (laughs) such a great attraction um, that's a funny question. We don't get it very often, but yeah, we joke about how the first year when we built the first few nutcrackers, we didn't advertise. We didn't even tell local people because we were kind of afraid it would be the laughing stock of Steubenville. And you know, like many of the attempts to revitalize in, in many communities, you always run the risk of trying something that doesn't work. And um, this was like a large scale kind of odd thing to try. Um, it wasn't, you know, it's not like mimicking an event in another community such as a first Friday or a community festival. Um, it's something very different. So when we put them out, we had yeah, not advertised and sort of just expected maybe our family and 25 closest friends to come <laughs> to the event. Um, so we were blown away the first year that Steubenville showed up um, and that was really inspiring for us to continue the project um, after that. And it's just continued to grow every year. And um, we're really excited. It's got some amazing PR, especially this year, um, which is surprising after all the COVID whatnot. Yes. yes. Well, it is outdoors, so the people feel maybe comfortable that they're able to walk along and, and see everything outside. Yeah. So that maybe yeah. <laughs> in one sense, it was kind of. A blessing. A blessing, yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, and you've grown. Now, what's the furthest um, uh, that you know of people coming to see the Nutcrackers? Do you talk to people and um, get to find out that? Yeah, we do. And, and over the years, we've collected people from probably all 50 states at this point. Um, the furthest away that I've had visitors this time was Arizona mm-hmm. um, so far in the last week and Texas. Um, and those were people visiting their family members here, but they also knew about the Nutcracker Village, and instead of family going from Steubenville to Arizona or Texas, that family came to Steubenville because there was something else here to see. Um, not that family's not enough, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in the past we've had guests from Denmark and Germany, um, wow. and 
and Japan. There was a family that was from Japan. So, and they were in the United States for other reasons, but mm-hmm. the fact that they were in the U.S. already and wanted to go see Christmas things, this was a destination for them. Good. I love it. And I know this year we have 185 nutcrackers. Yes. So, when you first started, how many nutcrackers did we have? And we've grown into 185. So, what did we start out with? Yeah, we started with uh, 37 the mm-hmm. first year, and we had pledged to make 50 the first year. Um, after making one, we loved it. We thought we could do 50. Uh, our manufacturing business had a big event that year uh, in September, so we ended up putting the Nutcracker project on the back burner and made 37 between November 1st and December 1st when we started it. Um, and and again, we didn't think it would be popular, um, so we kind of were just feeling out the waters that year. But by the end of the Christmas season, we had applications for over 75 new Nutcrackers. So the second year, we made all 75 applications. Wow. After the second year, we had an additional 50 applications. So we made the 50 for the third year. Um, And then ever since then, our list has just continued to grow. Um, And at this point, we have well over 200 on our waiting list. Oh, my goodness. And how do you decide which ones you want to make? And I I noticed this year you had a contest for the uh, peacock. Yeah. Nutcracker. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you decide? Um, So we have a few things. We look at um, sets of nutcrackers that we already have. So, for instance, um, the military set. We only had two branches of the military covered. People applied for other branches of the military, and that was something we wanted to kind of complete that set and and represent all branches of the military. Um, So for a few years... The, you know, those ones were chosen, or um, schools, we wanted to represent all the local schools, so those ones were often chosen off our application list. Um, and then after that, we look for most creative and most, um, I don't want to say, like, attractive, but what would have the widest appeal to people. Um, you know, a, we already have a doctor, we have several doctors, so another doctor is not going to bring in that much interest um, versus adding something that we don't have yet, like a peacock. Um, so with the competition this year, we actually just wanted to see what other people wanted. We, we always get applications from businesses because they're the ones who have the money to sponsor Nutcracker. Um, but we always hear from people during the festival, just individuals yes. who are like, we want this Nutcracker, we want that one, we can't sponsor one. Um, <laughs> are the applications for people who are local or do you get them from get other states? All over. Yeah, all over. Um, I would say most of the sponsored nutcrackers are from the tri-state area. Um, I, we have sponsors all over Ohio um, and, yeah, in Pittsburgh and in Wheeling. Like, mm-hmm. So kind of, yeah, mostly tri-state area. Um, but we've received applications from a variety of states, and we've made nutcrackers actually for other states and sent them. So we have our ambassador nutcrackers. Well, wow. So are other states, uh, you're sending nutcrackers, you said, over to other states, or is anyone else, that, to your knowledge, establishing kind of like what we have here, like a little nutcracker village, or? Um, the only one that has kind of done a similar thing is Alpharetta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and they um, they loved what we did, and they have a, a different situation in their town where instead of the uh, natural collapse of the economy, they actually collapsed their own downtown and rebuilt it like so they did an intentional um yeah they just rebuilt it i, I, I don't know what their thought process was behind it but right. once it was done they wanted something that would bring people back downtown so they asked for nutcrackers um but they only have 15 i think nice, nice. So. so what is your family what's what are you envisioning for all the nutcrackers because i know they moved mostly along fourth street now and i did see some up along market street i believe so what what is the plan what is what is the vision 
Um, so when we started, we were part of a festival committee mm-hmm. for the city of Steubenville, and we were actually talking about the Christmas parade. And in 2014, the Christmas parade was rainy and cold and miserable, and not very many people came. And so our meeting after that parade was kind of, what can we do? What would make people come? A lot of the comments after the parade uh, were kind of asking, why don't we have a nighttime parade? Why don't we have a, yeah, a light-up mm-hmm. parade like everyone else now? Or something interesting to make this parade worth going to. Um, so we were trying to think of, like, should we add a theme? Should we do a night parade? Um, and one of the ideas that was thrown out what um, it was, a, a, I think Jerry Barilla's idea was to collect tiny nutcrackers and put them in all the empty storefront windows. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the time, there were probably two stores downtown and they weren't the kind of stores that you go hang out at. Mm-hmm. So nobody was going to go downtown for the Christmas season. It was, wasn't going to be like the old days. Um, but we thought if there's, Jerry thought if there's tiny nutcrackers in the windows, maybe after the parade, people would go walk around and see these displays. Um, and then kind of tagging on to that, we thought, if we have a Nutcracker-themed parade, um, that might be interesting for people to come and see. And again, yes. we weren't sure of the draw of Nutcrackers at the time. Um, so we are woodworkers, and we went back home, and my dad thought, that wouldn't it be fun if we built a life-size Nutcracker for a photo op if this theme of Nutcrackers is the thing for the year? So we built the first Nutcracker. And he was so loved, my little sisters. Because we were also like, nutcrackers can be scary. They're life-size, they have big teeth, you know? Yes. Um, And I had little baby sisters at the time, and they just loved him. They named him Junior. He became their friend. Um, And so we thought, well, it's not scaring them. We could probably make a few more. Um, So that was when we said, let's make 50. Let's make a a scene with these nutcrackers, Mm -hmm. literally. Um, And the intention was actually to put them all over Steubenville. Mm-hmm. Um, not just downtown, but like, if you go to the hospital, there would oh, be a doctor and a nurse nice. nutcracker okay. to greet you. If you go to the pharmacy, there'd be a pharmacist. If you go to the grocery store, maybe there would be... So just spread out everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. yeah. So like, Steubenville is going to be the nutcracker village. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we um, sort of shelved that idea the first year um, because, again, we didn't... We were like, maybe if we put them all together, people will see it as a thing, and once it's a thing, then we put them all over town and it wouldn't be as weird as like oh I just showed up at the dentist and there's this life-size dentist nutcracker so we thought we'll just put them in one place and it was like uh, sort of pathetic the first year there was no lights we didn't know what we were doing we didn't have much of anything together for it sort of carrying off of that first year and it was so successful and we finally have enough nutcrackers um that we we really want to continue spreading them um but but have seen the value of having them in one place and that that is the attraction that we wouldn't draw out-of-town visitors if they were, you know, mm-hmm. all over town because it would be too difficult to show up at somebody's dentist's office. And So will you continue then each year taking several applications or will you start limiting it, do you think? Or um, we've at this limited point? it already. Yeah. Um, we had a really hard year for our family um, and the, the carver, um, his wife had a child and I had a child, so we're the two artists mm-hmm. and we kind of got tied up with our families. Um and given the nature of our, our background with jobs and and uh, what we do and the purpose yes. of the Nutcracker Village, family comes first. So. Yes, and I saw um, on your website how, uh, because of looking you know for the people who help, and it's like what you said, it's basically just you had put your, your mom and dad, you, and I think Brody is yeah, his name. Brody's yeah, and I thought, yeah. wow, all that work, and just it's the four of you who yeah. are basically who are working on this and, and doing it. And yeah. 
My goodness. Yeah, and I've so. trained, I have teenage brothers that I've trained them to paint the nutcrackers. Um, Brody still does almost 100% of the carving. Um, my brothers help him with that. And then um, my mom and my little sisters also help with repairs. Um, but my brothers put everything out every year. It's, it's definitely pretty much 100% our family. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to mention um, your website. It's SteubenvilleNutcrackerVillage.com. And I love it because when you go on there, um, it will list all of the nutcrackers. Mm -hmm. um, there's a map, and I love the video. And I'm sure you get a lot of feedback it's about this motion. video. Yes. And I, uh, because it shows all the nutcrackers lining up and going out and how they're getting ready for the season. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. one of my favorite videos it's to watch. So it. Was, yeah, I love it. It took us a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask, how long did that take you to do that? I think it was, I mean, probably 12 straight hours, because once you started, we couldn't stop. Oh, to, yeah. But yeah, for a one-minute video, it was a lot of work. <laughs> I would think so. Uh, so I'm, I'm so glad that you that you have that on there because, like I said, I know a lot of people talk about that video too. They they enjoyed that as well. Which one is your favorite Nutcracker? Oh, if you have one, that's hard. That's a hard <laughs> question. It's like asking who's your favorite kid. Um, I usually have a new favorite every year. This year, my favorite is our Audrey Hepburn tribute Nutcracker, Holly Golightly. Um, I also love. We call them Birdie's children. So every year the carver kind of has one nutcracker that he focuses on. He carves, he designs, he paints, um, and I have nothing to do with it. And that's like been my favorite every year. So the Mouse King is one of those. Hermie is one of those. Um, this year the Peacock. He did the Peacock entirely, um, and Audrey Hepburn. So. All of those ones. Um, he's just so creative. I love seeing what he comes up with. And yes. maybe because I didn't have to do anything for it, I appreciate it more. So. Yes. Well, we love it. We love, you know, what it's done for the community and, and, and uh, for everyone and bringing in business and families for to enjoy it. So I thank you for taking time to come here and uh, talk about the Nutcrackers. Absolutely. And we always like to end our, our interviews um, with this Out and About series uh, with... What are you, is there anything in particular that you're reading right now? A favorite book that you have? Uh, well, actually, since it's Christmas time, um, we just pulled out all our Christmas books, and I um, remembered a children's story that was always my favorite, and so I'll be reading it to my little Phoebe this year. Um, but it's called The Christmas Miracle of Jonathan Toomey, and I just love the story of transition from a grouchy old man who has a lot of pain in his life, and he's very broken and sad, um, and he sort of has this miracle at Christmas time when he comes out of himself and carves the nativity scene for a, a widower and her son um, and makes their Christmas. So, do, do you ever think this character will become a nutcracker? <laughs> I don't know that he'll become a nutcracker. I think actually that most of us could identify with him as, as carvers that like we're broken. We come from a, a past that uh, needs to be healed and that often art and, and the holiday season can really um, be healing for relationships. So. Oh, very well said. Well, thank you so much and Merry Christmas to you and your family and thank you again for being here with us. Yeah, thanks Jen. Thanks for listening to PLSJ's podcast. Visit us in person at your library branch or online at steubenvillelibrary.org.